Hello and welcome to another episode of That's What People Do. I'm James Kay and as always I'm joined by Ryan McGowan. How are you Ryan? Hello everyone, I'm very good, thank you very much. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. You know, I think this might be the latest we've ever started a recording. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. At the time of recording it is nine o'clock in the evening for us. Mm. As I said that, I bet people going, oh, is it 1am? No, it's nine o'clock and I'm already <laughs> grump grump because I need my bed. You've got but work tomorrow. I don't. You do. I do. Yeah, I've got a day off tomorrow. I was about to say joys, but I've actually really enjoyed being back because I've had, what, a year off? So it's been quite nice. Well, uh, as far as Boris Johnson's concerned, we've had a year, just like lots of just days off doing fuck all, which, you know, for the most part is true. But there's a lot of people that have been working very, very hard. They have. A lot of people have been working very, very hard. And even people that have been sitting at home, it hasn't been a fucking easy ride. I won't lie, the first lockdown was a piece of piss. This last one has been horrific. But it's been difficult. People have been struggling. People have been losing loved ones, losing jobs. So mm. don't let Boris get you down. Everyone's had their own battles to face. And just because someone's had a little bit of a harder battle doesn't demean yours. You're allowed to feel sad. Well said. This has started off on a really a note I didn't expect it to fucking start off on. I hope everyone's doing well. Let's try and pick up the energy a little bit. Um, so the past few weeks have been quite heavy. We had uh, cannibal child molesters, creepy twins, um, and then two... Weeks of fascist politics yeah. with Oswald Mosley. So if you are still with us, we thought we'd change it up a little bit and get a little bit more light-hearted for this one. As I mentioned at the end of last week's episode, we're going to look at Stan Lee, who should hopefully ring a bell for, for most people. If, you, if you're if you one of these people that go, oh, I don't like comic books, I don't like Marvel, now's probably the time of see you next week, have a good one. <laughs> if you do like uh, Marvel, stick around, because we're going to delve into the, the depths of Stan Lee, who most people thought was the creator of Marvel, but he was not. No, he's like a... He, uh, well, yeah, you're, you're going to tell us, aren't you? But like, yeah, he's not the dude. He's just like part of a team. No, he was a dude who was very good at contracts. Oh, right. And that's why like, he's contractually obliged to be in every single Marvel movie and no one else. Yeah, that's the one. So this episode is... Uh, going to be the Stanley and what he does, what he's done, etc, etc. And then, oh, sorry, I've just eaten. I'm talking very fast and I've got an air bubble. Lovely. <laughs> I made my own pizza. Yum. Very nice. Vegan? Uh, uh, Yeah, mushroom, pepper, spinach, basil, cheese, vegan cheese, obviously, tomato. And I put it on a panini for some reason. Uh, interesting. Interesting choice. If anyone wants James's, uh pizza, vegan pizza recipe, just drop us a little uh, message and we'll send it over to you. Yeah, I've got a cookbook. It's only 20 quid. It's a pamphlet, basically. It's one page. And it, inv- it involves at least seven recipes, <laughs> one of which is porridge, another is toast. This is sounding I don't, I don't eat very well. There's, there's this whole thing that vegans are healthy, and for the longest time I was, I was a healthy vegan, but I've just fully given up now, not on veganism, just on being healthy. I couldn't give a shit. I just eat unhealthy vegan food because I'm well aware I'm going to die. I'm not vegan for the health benefits. Hmm. I'm vegan for everyone else's or animals' health benefits and the planet's. If I die, I die. I'm at peace with that. You put that on my tombstone. <laughs> I'm going to eat pizza and I'm going to eat cake. We've, we've got my favourite thing is getting a cinnamon, cinnamon and raisin bagel and just smothering it in Biscoff spread. Lovely. And like bananas on the top. Mm. Oh. That sounds very Sublime. Good. It sounds very good. Fucking sublime. <laughs> we're, anyway. We're four minutes in and we've we gone off. Four minutes in. <laughs> Uh, sometimes I don't know how we get on these tangents. <laughs> so, 
Stan Lee, he was born on the 28th of December 1922 in New York City under the name Stanley Martin Lieber. His parents were Romanian immigrants who ventured to America in the search for a better life. His parents were not well off and his father was made unemployed during the Great Depression, like many others. They lived in a one-bedroom apartment they could barely afford and Stan's parents gave him the bed and they opted to sleep on the sofa. Aww. They were nice people. That is nice, yeah. When he was nine, he had a little brother, Larry, who Stan didn't really spend too much time with because he kind of enjoyed o- cycling around the city and just doing his own things. Mm. Yeah, he liked being... I, I imagine his apartment was very claustrophobic. Yeah. So he liked... Uh, just getting out and about. And to be fair, if I had a bike and lived in New York, I'd probably cycle until someone shouted at me and then I'd stop and cry. Yeah. yeah. New York seems very shouty. Yeah, you seem like hanging out the windows and I'm walking here and all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it seems very shouty. We've got listeners from New York, so if if if, if you're gonna if you wanna like let us know what it's actually like to live in New York, uh hit us up. Because all we know is like what films and television tell us. So as far as I'm aware, New York is what Friends is and how I Met your mother is and it seems amazing. Mm. Yeah. I'd love to go. I really want to go, but I just feel like it's going to be like London. Like, when you go, you think, oh, my God, it's going to be amazing. And then all of a sudden you see a homeless man shitting himself. And you're like, mm, it's not so good anymore. I've heard it described as uh, just like a bigger London. That's I quite like London, so I'd be okay with that. Yeah. No, I'm fine with this. The city. one thing that bothers me is the like the amount of taxis and the fact that every taxi driver demands a tip because obviously tipping culture in America is huge, but in here, in here, here in this country, we don't tend to tip because we pay, pay decent wages. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll try. I'll try to phrase that without slagging off America, but I just couldn't. We've done it. We've. I mean, we've slagged off many countries before, so I don't think we should stop here. We've slagged off our own several times. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I find I find the tipping culture of America really weird. It is bizarre, you know. You you should be paid by your employer to do your job, and you should be paid a live a livable wage. If you're not mm. being paid that, then you know th- th- there's something seriously wrong there, and it shouldn't be down to the, the consumer to, you know, top up your yeah. wage. You know, it shouldn't be up to the consumer. And a tip should be. A tip should be earned. For example, if I go to the hairdressers, I've shaved my head so I won't anymore, but if I go to the barbers and I get a haircut and I think it's shit, I won't tip. No. Because they haven't earned the tip. Whereas if they're really good, I'd give them a... Oh, even then, it's only a couple of quid. Uh, restaurants. Usually at a restaurant, I'll leave a, a bit of shrapnel on the table. Yeah, if I've got any. Like, you know, like taxis as well. You just go keep change because I just can't be asked to fanny around with getting shrapnel out of his little pocket on the side. I have to keep I, it. I always say keep the change up until the point where it's going to be a note and then I'm like, no, I want that. Yeah, yeah, no. If it's if it's pennies, keep it. Yeah. Yeah. I had a guy actually earlier. I was coming out of Aldi. I did my shop. And I he came up to me and was like, have you got any change? And genuinely, I don't because we live in a cashless society now. Yeah. And I was like, no. And then he looked at my trolley and went, what about the quid in the trolley? And I was like, you've cornered me here. You've got me. <laughs> because there is a pound in that trolley. And I can't say no because then I'm like a massive dickhead. So I'm like, yep, yeah, fine. And now for, I need to find another pound for the time I go shopping. Well, no, most people don't have uh, a pound. They've got those uh, those coin-shaped uh, metal mm. key rings that slot lovely in your uh, trolley now. So even then. Yeah, I need, I need to get one. Yeah. I, I do need to get one. Yes, yeah, so you can stop being mugged by homeless right. people. Honestly, he cornered me. I felt very intimidated, uh, but hey, he seemed very nice. So He's got street smarts. Anyway, another tangent. Wonderful. Brilliant. 
Hold on, I'm just going to let this air bubble pass. I ate so quickly. <laughs> Who's Stan Lee? Oh, I don't know anymore. Who is this Stan man? was very clever for his age. Yep. He, that's what he was. <laughs> and his parents encouraged him to study very hard and get a part-time job. He graduated high school early due to his uh, superior intelligence and attended an all-boys school where he struggled to make friends. Yeah, fair. Like um, like quite a lot of creative people we've discussed in the past, while studying, his mind would wander to different things. I think we covered this with Tolkien and what other creative people have we done? Quite. Just Tolkien? Yeah, quite a few. <laughs> but they were, their mind always seems elsewhere. Uh, his mind was always elsewhere. He daydreamed of his favourite movies. Disney, that was another one. Fucking, of course, big man himself. Uh, or he had his head buried in books. His first job was in a garment factory, and he soon moved on to becoming an usher at a local cinema or a movie theatre for our friends across the pond. Yeah. The job was a big win for both himself and for his parents. Stan loved working at the movie theatre because he got to see as many free films as he wanted, and it also allowed him to pay for his own expenses, completely removing the stress from his parents who focused on his younger brother, Larry. Ah, oh, mate, decent. Do you know what he is? He is the American dream working. That's exactly what his parents wanted when they came to America. Yeah, absolutely. That you go there to make a better life for yourself, yeah. which I think his dad might have done at some point, but then the Great Depression, no one saw that coming. Yeah. Stan believed he would have a career in film, either as an actor or a writer. He often envisaged himself in films, playing the sort of like hero character, and he really enjoyed watching films with a strong hero in it. I forget the name of his favourite film growing up, but it was like a pirate film. It was like a swashbuckling one, and he really enjoyed watching that. Like Long, Long John Silver or something? Kind of. I don't think that was it, but it was uh, something along those yep. lines. At the age of 15, he entered a writing competition, which he won. And his first writing job was writing obituaries for newspapers, which is all a bit bleak. Yeah. An obituary, if you don't know, is when someone dies, you write who they were, what they did, and any like, memories of them in a newspaper. Which sounds fun. Mm. And then when he was 16, he joined Timely Comics, uh, where he was the assistant to the lead artist Jack Kirby and the head writer, head writer, head writer Joe Simon. He wasn't paid much. And his duties were mainly fetching coffee and doing other menial office errands. He was basically a little office bitch. <laughs> uh, Timely Comics' biggest competitor at the times was DC Comics, who you might know, yeah. who was already publishing characters such as Superman. I watched Man of Steel yesterday, and I still enjoy it. Have you? Uh, are you up to date with the uh, Snyderverse? Yes, I thought the uh, Snyder Cut was fantastic. Much, much better. Much, much better. Oh, it, within the first five minutes, I was like, oh, that's why that happened. Yeah, yeah, uh, I, yeah, yeah. I like it. I, I like it. Yeah, I thought it was great. I thought, yeah, kudos to him. It just shows what editing can do to a film. Oh, 100%, 100%. Like, it's all good to have a director to sort of have a vision and whatnot, but the editor can make or break that film. Yeah, for sure. You can make it whatever you want. I just uh, Joss Whedon just left out so much stuff. It's like, why would you leave that up? Anyway, on a side yeah, note, really on good. a side note, why does it appear that Joss Whedon's an absolute wanker? Oh yeah, I think a lot has come out about him recently. I don't think he's ever going to work in Hollywood no. again. No madness. Yeah, I think a lot of them are. We need to weed out the knobs. Yeah, we also talk about the fact that so, Superman is just OP and it wasn't originally. Yeah, I think Superman is like supposed to be the best of us. Isn't he? He's like just kind of a 
I don't know how to describe it. Mm. He is kind of like a god character. I do like Superman because he still has a weakness. Yeah. One. And, like, it's very rare. It's, like, it's just weird, isn't it? It's difficult to write about a character that doesn't really have many flaws. And it's difficult to get on side with one. Yeah, he is... Yeah, he is the he is the the head honcho. I'm sure if you ask most people to name a superhero, Superman would probably be the first one they yeah to come up with. But that's DC. I don't know who created DC. Maybe we'll do an episode on yeah. it eventually. Screw that's DC. We're different. not talking about DC. This is no. This is all about Marvel. So timely comics at this point had the Human Torch and Captain America. Human Torch at this point was a standalone character, not part of the Fantastic wow. Four. And then Stan decided to pitch an idea for a story for Captain America. The editors really liked it and agreed to use it. Stan decided to take his first name of Stanley and separate it into two, Stan mm-hmm. Lee. And that would be his writer's name and he would get it legally changed. I didn't know that until uh, I started no. writing this. Stan no, Lee. me neither. I, I That's smart. Great. Yeah. Now, Jack Kirby and Joe Simon fell out with the hierarchy and they quit, leaving Stan as one of the only members. And he was put in charge on a temporary basis while they searched for a permanent solution. This meant Stan was in charge of everything from stories to artwork. And turns out he was pretty fucking good at it. And people loved the work he produced. Comics were a big hit at the time, with people uh, using them to escape the dread of the modern world around them. And Stan Lee decided his main focus would be Captain America. World War II was raging on, and a lot of Captain America comics involved him beating up Hitler in one way or another. And this was the point that Stan decided he wanted to join up and join the army. However, he was given the job of playwright, and he stayed in the US, and he produced scripts for, like, training videos and army stuff. Oh, that's so cool. So he didn't actually go off and fight. No, but that's so cool. Like, it... He he was like making those inspirational videos that like soldiers would like, or potential wannabe soldiers would go into the cinema and watch and then get all yeah. excited about. That literally his job. Oh, that's so cool! It's, have you ever watched Band of Brothers? Yeah, huh? Yeah. There's a scene in Band of Brothers where like uh, they're all in. I think like I think they're in like uh, in England waiting to go over to France and all sat in their little tent watching the watching a, a new film and like. That there's the big Hollywood actors of the time are just talking about it, and she's like, "Why didn't you join the army?" And it's like, "I'm four F," and apparently that means something to do with like you're you cannot be made a soldier due to medical reasons or whatever. Uh, and like she's saying like, "Oh, four F," like she's like mocking him for that, and like the idea that like someone made that thinking, "Oh yeah, other other young strapping lads are gonna watch that and go, oh, I don't want to be like him. Like no, I'm gonna be yeah. better than him. I love that, and I oh, like that's so cool. And the fact that Captain America punches Hitler is brilliant." Oh, yeah, for sure. There's lots of propaganda in comic books. And also, someone else who produced scripts of these training videos was Dr. Zeus. I forget his oh, original really? name. I, I, his original name escapes me. But, yeah, Dr. Zeus also did that. And uh, we've we've mentioned him before, uh, and we've done an episode on him. Mr. Walt Disney has some rather interesting uh, cartoons during oh, his Oh, yeah, he was, uh, he was heavy in the propaganda. Yeah. Uh, in fact, there's like one of it of uh, Daffy Duck with a swastika around his arm on an armband, and he's working for Nazi Germany, like making mm. munitions and whatnot, and sea kiling and everything like that. And I remember when I first watched it, um, I was told, "Oh, that's because uh, Walt Disney was a Nazi. He's a secret Nazi sympathizer." Blah blah blah. And it's like, oh, it turns out actually it's an anti like anti Nazi video to say like living in Nazi Germany is actually a shit. Mm, yeah. It's all just to, like, getting kids' minds and stuff. That's so, so cool. So, 
When the war was over and Stan was 23, he returned to uh, Timely Comics, who officially changed their name to Marvel Comics in the 60s. However, the name Marvel was used for like some of their books and stuff. So Marvel was around. It just wasn't official until the 60s. Yeah. Um, now, believe it or not, there was once a time where telling someone you worked for Marvel wasn't seen as cool. So if you told anyone nowadays, I work for Marvel, chances are you're going to be the fucking talk of the town. Oh, but yeah. Marvel wasn't always a cool thing. So Stan would go out partying and meet lots of people, and every woman he tried to talk to would lose complete interest any time he mentioned Marvel or comic books, being like, <laughs> you're just a nerd. Uh, he turned up at a party one night and was greeted by a woman named Joan Clayton. Stan took an instant liking to her, and his first words were, hello, I think I'm going to fall in love with you. And luckily, uh. she found that charming instead of creepy, and also liked his comic book work. <laughs> Unfortunately, she was married. Oh. I was about oh. to say we've all been there. I don't think either of us have been there. Uh, no. 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 Never. Anyway, Joan, unhappy in her marriage, divorced him and married Stan when he was 25. So that's nice. Yeah, I mean, not nice for the enough. guy that got divorced, but... Yeah. Oh, no, he must have been completely heartbroken. Oh, because just I, totally uh, unexpected. Look, yeah, for sure. I've met this bloke and I'm leaving you. For, to <laughs> he writes comics. What? <laughs> and I looked into her backstory a little bit. Um, she was English and she came over. I think she met her, her husband while he was in the army or something and came over to join him. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. G.I. Joe went over there, swooned a couple of English ladies before he settled mm. on one of them. Yeah. Yeah, but no, I hope he's okay. Well, he's probably dead now. I hope. I hope he, he got over it. Yeah, poor bloke. Anyway, Joan, uh, Stan and Joan had their first daughter named Joan Jr., who was nicknamed JC, and the second daughter, Jan, who unfortunately died just seven days old. Uh, Joan didn't want to go through the trauma again and decided not to have any more children, and they were being turned away from adopting agencies due to their differing religious beliefs. <clears throat> so I forget Joan's religious belief, but Stan uh, is Jewish. Oh, yeah, yeah. And... And adopting agencies knew that they had differing religious beliefs and they wouldn't allow them to adopt because of that, which is just fucking mental. But hey, that's so weird. Yeah, but I think this would be in the forties. Uh, yeah, we're in the forties now. Well, that's so bizarre. Like, what's I don't understand what like their religion has to do with it. But no, not at all. But I think back in those days, religion had everything to do with everything. Yeah, even in the forties, though, like that's mad. Mm, 40s or 50s, early, late 40s, early 50s, somewhere around there. Mm. So, back to Marvel Comics. Stan was now a very big deal and a convinced artist Jack Kirby to return to the business. Stan would often act out the characters to the artists to give them like a feel of what he was after. And he would uh, give them kind of a general storyline and told them he wanted it to be dramatic. This was a new way of doing comics and was called the Marvel Method. Because usually cool. the animators or the uh, illustrators would be given the script and say, follow this. Whereas what Stan did, he would give them the general story, let them draw it, and then he would fill in the speech bubbles and story afterwards. Oh, okay. That's cool. And then this like this sped it up as well, so they could mass produce a lot quicker. Mm. Uh and naturally, with everything given to the youth, there was controversy. And in the 1950s, comic books were deemed to be dangerous and corrupting young minds. So, from then on, everything had to be approved by the Comics Code of Authority to make sure they were acceptable to be released. You weren't allowed to feature any crime whatsoever. So without crime, who the fuck are the superheroes supposed to fight against? Mm. 
uh, they just they just killed it. They killed the superhero industry because of this bullshit. There was a um, psychiatrist who just came out and was like, "No, this is bad for young people's minds." We see it nowadays with video games. Oh, it's just yeah. complete and utter horseshit. I've been playing video games that involve guns and killing people since I was probably about nine, and I'm I'm yet to kill another human being. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's uh, that's uh, studies come out now since. Uh, saying that video there is no link between video games and violence in people no if anything it's a release of violence yeah yeah exactly if <laughs> i go on call of duty i get to kill people and fucking scream at them as i do it yeah i mean so then to i be don't fair, have to do it in real life to be fair james you're not the best example I, i've seen what happens to some of the controllers uh you own when you play fifa to be fair that's never call of duty that yeah that's fifa <laughs> yeah so uh, Football maybe just not gets me a different way maybe not violent video games causing violence i would suggest that uh simulated football games can sometimes induce yeah, the, violence. the peaceful ones are the ones we should ban yeah <laughs> due to this new law the financial impact on the comic book industry was devastating marvel had to let go nearly all of their artists and stan lee had to begin writing for younger audiences and this was pretty dull and he did this for about 10 years. Wow. He uh, considered leaving the comic book life altogether and working on novels and screenplays. And just before he did this, he spoke to his wife, Joan, because he was aware that he also needed a paycheck to keep his family happy. And she told him to write comics aimed at young adults and adults and just completely ignore the censorship rules and just see what the publishers say. Oh. And as a man who was ready to quit, he thought, fuck it, if I get fired, what's the worst that's going to happen? Yeah. So he just went ahead and did it. So that's when he decided to write the Fantastic Four. Heroes who were flawed as opposed to like one-dimensional characters that people were used to, like Captain America and Superman. Yeah. Because Captain America and Superman are very, I'm righteous, I'm good. They're Whereas so the Fantastic Four suddenly like they had, they were breaking up with each other, they were arguing, they were struggling to deal with their own powers. They yeah. were very human. Yeah. Which is something I feel like Marvel does well in the modern MC Marvel Cinematic Universe is that their heroes are very fucking flawed. Yeah, I mean... If we could take a second to talk about Peter Quill in Infinity War and how infuriating it was that he starts punching Thanos' head when he finds out that yeah. Gamora got killed. And you're like, really? Yeah. You nearly got the fucking gauntlet off his hand and you start being a twat. But then, like, there's yeah. loads of people that defend him and they're like, oh, but it shows he's a human character. And it's like, yeah, I'm not being funny, but every single person around Thanos right now has, like, lost someone due to Thanos mm. or has lost something because of him. And they're just getting their shit together and just doing it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it, you're, you're, you're spot on, though. The Marvel Cinematic Universe is great because they just show a human side to these, you know, superhumans. I, for I forget the quote. I think it was Chris Evans who said that Marvel are good at making their heroes flawed and like their uh, bad guys righteous or something. Yeah. I forget the exact quote, but if you look at the bad guys in Marvel normally, they actually like most of the time like they've kind of got a point. They're going about it a horrific way, but even Thanos, you're like, part of me gets why you're doing this. Yeah. So apparently, there's something to do with um, it's something to do with uh, a, sto a way of storytelling that they make the bad guys relatable, so that uh, you have this constant tension whilst you're watching it, and you're supposed to at some point get on the bad guy's side however there's supposed to be a point where the bad guy does something so abhorrent it changes your mind again and uh the example uh, that i saw was used was in black panther when killmonger 
Killmonger's idea makes sense. Like, everyone always uses Killmonger as like, oh, he's the most rounded villain in the Marvel Universe. Um, and he is to a degree. And you're kind of backing him. Like, yeah, why not? Wakanda should kind of, you know, help out. It's such a, an advanced civilization. Why can't it help people? It's got money and technology and everything. But it's the moment when uh, Killmonger shoots his girlfriend. Um, that's supposed to be the, the the violent moment that switches the mind of the audience to go, ah, no, he's he's a dick. Mm. He's a dick. <laughs> yeah, it's very cleverly done. Yeah, it's like um, Civil War. I loved uh, Zemo as the enemy. I thought that was so good because he was just a bloke who was in Zakovia during um, yeah age of ultron and he saw his family fucking die and he just wants the avengers he can't he he knows that he can't defeat them by himself so he wants them to defeat each other yeah and he's just there just like you killed my entire family that's like yeah this dude's got this dude's got a point yeah that's got a really good line in it where uh martin freeman's character goes up to him and he's like well looks like your plan didn't work hey and he's like did it though and you're like, oh, yeah, because... And then, like, I think you see Captain America bury his shield in Iron Man. Mm. So good. Yeah, I, I just love enemies like that. But, hey, where was I? We'll, we'll discuss more uh, superheroes sure. as we go. Uh, Fantastic Four, which they've never done a good film of. They need to work out a way of doing that. But, yeah, so... The Fantastic Four delved into real-life issues, and they could be pretty rude, and people generally fucking loved it. And even though they didn't have the uh, Comic Code Authority stamp, no one really gave a shit, and Marvel couldn't ignore the money they were making, so they just kept making them. Nice. And there was backlash, but generally, it was very well-received, and the powers that be couldn't do fucking anything about it. So it didn't have, like, a, a sticker of, this is approved. It wasn't approved, so but no one fucking cared. Oh, I like that. I like that. Do you know what that's like? That's like the uh, parental advisory sticker on albums, rap albums. Yeah. yeah. I like that. My first ever album was uh, My Chemical Romance Black Parade. Oh, is it? And it had that sticker on it. Nice. My, mine was, what an album. Mine was a Chasing Status album, and it didn't have that sticker oh, nice. on it. <laughs> Fuck. Really? No, it didn't, no. That's interesting. Yeah. I never thought it would have. I don't know. I can mean I can I can check check it right now very very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what I find sad is like we were the last generation of buying albums. I think. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Because now you've just got Spotify, Apple Music, whatever. It's it's all just there, which I love. I don't take that away. I think it's great. But there's something nice about buying an album. I'm sure if I go downstairs and have this conversation with my dad, I'll be like, well, yeah, well, it's not records, is it? Yeah. Like and then vinyls. every generation just got an idea what's better. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, Chasing Status, No More Idols. I don't believe, I don't believe it had, uh, I don't believe it had the sticker. That's a good album, though. It's a very good album. Is that the one with the Plan B song? Um, it is. Oh, what is it? I love that song. Yeah, very good song. So, tangent. Um, I wonder <laughs> if the American listeners know what Chasing Status is. I would have thought no. so. It's quite popular. I've seen them live a few times. They're a lot of fun. Anyway, where was I? So. Stan fell in love with comics all over again, and he came up with Spider-Man. And Spider-Man reminded himself as a teenager. And also, I remember ages ago watching an interview. I think it was Larry King and Stan Lee, who both sadly are no longer with us. And uh, Stan was saying that he loves Spider-Man so much because when he puts on the mask, no one knows who they are. So anybody could be the hero. Meaning that, like, it doesn't matter what, like, ethnicity you are, what gender, who you are, um, you could be Spider-Man. I like that. 
So it's just, so it just relates to everyone, which I think is great. He was very progressive. Mm. The vast majority of characters were based upon the world. So, for example, the Hulk came out because of the Cold War. X-Men was about like tolerance for those around us. Uh, Iron Man was about the military-industrial stuff. Everything was kind of a comment on the world. Mm. He was very progressive, and in 1966, he wrote the first ever black superhero, Black Panther. Yeah, Wakanda. Who's a fucking badass. I'm very interested to see how and if they carry Black Panther on. Yeah, I think it's his sister's going to like take on the mantle of Black Panther, isn't it? I think that's the best way of doing it. I think it. so. She's so smart. Yeah, that was that was so sad. I remember the day when um, Chadwick Boseman it was announced he was dead. I was like, wow. I, I had no idea he was unwell. No, I had no no idea he was unwell at all. The fact that like for the entirety of him being in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, he was suffering with his illness. Oh, mate, it makes mm. you just sort of watch because I've rewatched the entire Cinematic Universe again recently. I've just finished it and just rewatching mm. all of like Black Panther's moments. Just yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you just see it with different like sort of spectacles on now. Like, yeah, it's a. Uh... I remember when Black Panther first came into it in Civil War because I, I, I don't read comics, I have no idea. So I, everything I see is from the MCU. And I thought, wow, yeah, this is a fucking badass. Yeah, he's so cool. In the seventies, Stan became the head publisher of Marvel, and he moved to LA in order to get his characters onto the big and small screen. Started as an animated show of uh, Spider-Man, and Iron Man got his own one as well, and quickly. Pro- uh, progressed to feature lengths which Stanley became head of Marvel Films in 1988. Spider-Man in particular became a household name however no one really knew how to get superheroes onto the big screen successfully yeah. because obviously nowadays we've got the technology but back then it'd be fucking hard Have you? and in the late 90s sorry? No I was going to say have you seen, I'm assuming you're going to refer to it but have you seen the, um, the very old uh, Spider-Man uh, real act- action live action Spider-Man movies no never oh god they're terrible i think it's i think it was a tv series but it's just it's shocking it's so shocking it's as bad and as cheap and cringy as um the old batman uh series oh the adam west batman yeah. i love them so much what they're just so much some days you just can't get rid of a bomb <laughs> as you uh as you, well, as we're talking, I'm gonna try and send you an image of what the old Spider-Man looked like, and it was shambolic. In 1970s, <laughs> is please do 1970s. Christ. This is right. So heads up, the incoming picture. <laughs> this is so bad, and it's uh, <clears throat> it's the classic, you know, uh, the the set. It's just the camera's just been tilted to. Now it looks like he's kind of walking up a wall, but it's not really. <laughs> it's really bad. Oh, um, he looks terrifying i know it's the kind it's the kind of costume that you it's like world book day and you tell your mom and she makes it for oh you. yeah yeah it's, it's really really bad uh, you should definitely check out the trailer for it like afterwards that's horrible Ooh, nightmares so in the late 90s comic book popularity decreased dramatically and whilst Marvel still had their cartoon shows, they were losing money fast. And this was largely due to the increasing technological world. Because we were, well, we grew up in the 90s and I I wasn't into comics. Well, I was into like Game Boys and Pokemon and things. Oh, uh, no, I, I watched I watched um, on Fox Kids um, the Spider-Man animated series and X-Men the animated series. See, this comes up. People still watch that, but no one bought the comic books anymore. 
I said no, no yeah, I, 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 was, I still watch it now and then. I think the X Men, X Men was on Netflix for a little while, but I think it's now on Disney Plus. Um, that mate, the, the old X Men series was sick, and Spider Man, like the old Peter Parker was really, really cool. I don't think I ever watched any of it, to be fair. Unfortunately, oh, dude, I was such a big part of my childhood that was. <laughs> what did I watch? I don't remember. I don't think I watched anything. I don't remember yesterday, let alone my fucking childhood. <sighs> so. Marvel filed for bankruptcy. Luckily, they retained the copyright to all of their characters and they were sitting on a gold mine. Which is why, for example, the following year, Sony bought the copyright for Spider-Man. Which then there was the big hoo-ha of Spider-Man coming back to Marvel and so on and who owns him, who doesn't. And then, what, Disney bought Marvel and then Disney bought Fox and Sony or whatever. And then they just bought them back together. I forget how it worked. Because it's now a, it's a big big fuck up. Because now uh, Deadpool is now classed as Disney because they bought him out as well. It's so weird. Everyone Disney's just fucking like mine. Oh, it's mad, isn't it? Because obviously we've spoke about Walt Disney. Um, so go back and check out our episode on Walt Disney if you're interested and how it went from you know just this guy in his garage making animations and just kind of like to this global fucking empire now that just devours everything i think one of my favorite memes is uh thanos with with his uh, uh infinity stones and it's just got fox written on one of the stones and he's putting it in his little gauntlet and next to it, it's just got like marvel and all the other companies that it's recently bought out and he's like i enjoy doing this and it's just so mate disney's uh <laughs> is mega mega corporation it's like it's mad. It's a, they have they've got a monopoly on things. I think it's Netflix that are the only people that are fighting back. Yeah, well, monopolies are illegal, aren't they? You can't have a monopoly, but it's uh, it's, it's, doing, doing. it's doing it's damnedest to be one without mm. officially being one. And but Amazon no, are yeah, fighting owns, back as well. Yeah, it owns uh, Fox, which has uh, all the. That's why Simpsons is on Disney Plus, and yeah. Deadpool now comes under that category. As does. Um, the uh fantastic four they yeah, now yeah. come under disney as well which is apparently we're going to get a new fantastic four film uh, well, coming soon um but ap- apparently this is uh, i believe to be true uh because I, it, it was fox that owned fantastic four i believe fox mm. had like an uh, an eight year lease on the rights to fantastic four so if they didn't make a film within four years they uh within eight years sorry they had to then the ownership uh and the rights went back to marvel so that's apparently why we've had so many shitty fantastic four films because they just have to make one just to retain the rights <laughs> that makes sense doesn't it well, right hopefully that, they'll get it right yeah. at some point yeah well yeah now now disney owns it again they can sort of do what they want they now yeah, own x-men as well i think yeah and star wars and related but still massive franchise big franchise yeah all the fucking franchises. So, Stanley was approached to create an internet series which became quite popular, however, quickly got taken down because his investors were arrested for fraud. Stan then set up his own company called POW Media, and this had great success and had enough to get Marvel back on its feet. And then Marvel from there, really, you were in the early 2000s and we all kind of know where it went from there. It's just fucking boomed. And obviously the last, like, what, 12 years of the MCU have been crazy. And in his contract, Mm. it was stated that he had to have a cameo role in every single Marvel film created for the rest of his life. 
And obviously, as superhero film lovers know, he got exactly that, and we love seeing him. And unfortunately, mm. Stanley died on the 12th of November 2018 at the age of 95. He died on my birthday. Ah, oh, damn. Yeah, very, very upsetting. But yeah, uh, left us two years ago. And I think he died before Endgame came out, which was a shame. Yeah, he did. I don't know. I don't think he has. I I I really just was watched it, but I he don't was think an he has a cameo in that one. Yeah, he was. You know he when is. um they go back in time. I think it's uh Captain America and Iron Man go back in time to oh, yeah. the army yeah, base. He dri- he drives past in a little cart like in the sixties, right. like peace, not war, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, I remember it now. Yeah, it's in the nineteen seventies, and he's driving. He's got a load of like a big old head of hair. And he's just driving in his car with a girl sat next to him on the seat. And he's like, yeah, I like it. Yeah. So yeah, and unfortunately, that's probably going to be his last one. Yeah, yeah, it's unfortunately. I mean, I th- I know he's in the uh the the PlayStation Four Spider Man game, and he's mm. it's so cool in that. And obviously, because he's like very invested with Spider Man, um. There's like a scene where in 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 the the game, Spider Man and Mary Jane broke up, and they're kind of like trying to get back together somewhat, trying to sort mm-hmm. things out. And um, he owns the pizza place that they go to all the time. It's like their their place mm-hmm. that they go f- to date. And um, like they're they've gone back to the pizza place. They're trying to talk it out. And Peter gets a call. He has to go do some Spider Man stuff. So he leaves. And then like as MJ's walking out. Stanley's like in-game character is just like, oh, you two are my favourite, and it's like, oh, it's so nice, it's so <laughs> lovely, wholesome. It is wholesome. Right, because that only took thirty-seven minutes, we're gonna have a little quiz of Marvel questions, and if yes. you are at home, play along. Um, I haven't written these down on the website, so yeah, do play along. Uh, I can't promise they'll all be from the MCU, but we'll we'll try. And then all just right. uh, see how much you know. So some of them will be about characters as you know. Um, some of them won't be. So first one. What metal are Wolverine's claws coated with? Holy Lord. Um, well, I'll, I'll give the audience a second to think as well. But I believe yeah, I it's think made it's of what his ad- bones are coated with as well. His bones are coated with adamantium. Yeah, that's, that's the answer I was looking for. Yes. Yes. Because okay. he can't fight Magneto because Magneto just like bends him <laughs> yeah it can just absolutely cripple him do you ever see yeah. logan uh i thought that was a really good film logan is such a good film like yeah, i cried I watching that film it's it's the mm. it's the oh it's it's fantastic it's so well made so who played loki in the 2011 film thor it's tom hiddleston he did indeed he did indeed. and he does it fantastically yeah and he's got his own series now or he's getting his own series coming up soon yeah I'm looking forward to that. It looks quite fun. So, I'm just scrolling through. What disability does Daredevil have? Daredevil is blind. He is. And that film with... Uh, is it Ben Affleck, the original one? I love yeah. it. I think it's great. I, I think I'll watch it about now. It'd be shit, but I think it was amazing. Yeah, it does, I don't think it doesn't hold up. But um, the Daredevil series, that does. That's really good. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. It's very good. I'm just scrolling through these questions, trying to get fun ones fact, that aren't absolutely uh, Fun fact about the uh, Daredevil Netflix series. The guy who played uh, Matt Murdock, um, he's an English actor, I believe, and he's in the Hannibal uh, series on Sky. Um, he got so used to playing Matt Murdock being blind, because in, and so uh, Matt, 
that the guy that the actor that plays him is uh, not blind himself but he got so used to like not looking at actors he went for an audition for something else and just really struggled to look at the directors and the other actors whilst he was doing his audition and they're like can you can you please like can you like look at us and he's like i'm really sorry i'm finding this very <laughs> difficult to do at the moment and he didn't get the job because of it oh no that's so sad i know because he got so used to it it's like um i love it when actors sort of like embody something so much they can't get rid of it uh the guy that plays um uh, captain darling in blackadder 4 um he has a tick so every time darling is mentioned by like uh, melchid he his eyes twitch and he sort of like his whole body just convulses a little bit right um and the guy that played him said it took him like a, a year uh to get rid of that twitch that he'd give himself really yeah yeah he said he really struggled with it fucking hell there's like getting into the role then there's getting into the role i know all right and it's just for like a sitcom <laughs> is it worth the paycheck probably yeah. not okay so this question is going to be a big question and it might take you a while to work out so okay i want you to tell me the entire mcu from 20 uh from so so okay so the first we'll start with forget it in chronological order right from the mcu that we know it for like the last 12 years or so tell me the, how the films are supposed to be watched in chronological order <laughs> this is where i will win uh because uh fortunately disney plus has uh all the movies in chronological order if that's the way you wish to watch them and that's how i have watched them so okay so chronological order of how they're set not how they came out Yes, so it should be, and again, you, know, you mentioned this may take a little while. Uh, it sh- the first movie is Captain America, which is set in the nineteen forties, yep. World War Two. Yeah. Then it goes Captain Marvel, which yep. is set I hope in you're the nineties. Top of your head. No, I am. Yeah, I've, I've not got nothing Good on stuff. me right now. Uh, okay, Captain two, Marvel two in the nineties. Then it's uh, Iron Man, which is two thousand eight. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's Iron Man two. Yep, you're right. Yep. Uh, I believe then comes thor oh there's one before thor oh crap <laughs> it's one that people don't give a fuck about and it doesn't technically it doesn't count technically this one doesn't count god uh, no I'm, I'm blanking so so it's the hulk with edward norton but we'll scrap that oh one. that's not on disney plus i'm not watching that yeah we'll get rid of that okay so thor was right okay thor you've got so thor then it's um uh oh christ <laughs> I want to say, uh, uh, no, uh, no, no, you've got me. Da, 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 Avengers, da, is it Avengers? Yep, 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 yep. okay. Oh, how mad, how maddening. Do you know what it is? Because I'm thinking like in Avengers, there's all the superheroes, but all their films have actually come before, but because we're doing it in chronological order, they've not come yet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, so, so Avengers, Avengers, then Thor Dark World. Or is it no. Iron Man 3? Iron Man 3. Iron Man 3, then Thor The Dark World. Yeah, and on this one, Thor The Dark World has not got a good review. I didn't mind it so much. Well, having rewatched it, I don't think it's as bad as people think it is. I don't think no, it's that bad. I, I didn't mind it. Okay, so Thor Dark World. Thor The Dark World. Uh, then Age of Ultron? No. Damn. What have we got? Um, oh, I don't know the super. I don't know the uh, theme tune for this one. Um, 
Oh fuck! I don't. I don't. I, it's it's a it's a male character. I don't know his theme tune. Do I have it written down? I've got it in front of me. Okay. I know. I know. I I know what it is, but I I don't know the theme tune. Um. Go on, just give I'm it trying to, to give you a clue without giving you a clue. Okay, so it involves two characters in the title. Oh, no, 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 I haven't got it. Captain America Winter Soldier. Ah, oh, Winter Soldier. Oh, mm, okay. Everyone always bangs on about how that's the best one. Uh, it's okay. It's it's like a it's a cool film. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't really think it's a good superhero say. film. Fun fact, you know the Russo brothers who directed a lot of these films and the Endgame and all that? Yeah. If you've ever seen Community you'll notice that they direct and produce a lot of the first few series of Community. Yeah. And yeah. they were picked up for the Marvel films because of the paintballing episodes. Yes. That paintballing episode. Which is so amazing. fucking cool. And all, like you'll notice that Community goes downhill after the Russo brothers leave. Yeah, well, it's Dan Harmon, isn't it? Dan Harmon and the Russo brothers are writing it, and Dan Harmon gets yeah. kicked out in season five. Oh, no, he comes back yeah, in season five. Season four. Yeah, season four just wank, and then season five they can't really get it back. But yeah, I thought it was awesome the Russo brothers because the paintballing episodes were amazing, and then someone at Marvel was like, "I reckon they could do this on a much bigger scale." Mm. Yeah, they're now that. So Winter Soldier's out the way. Winter Soldier, that's out the way. Bucky Barnes, boom, sorted him out. Then it's Age of Ultron. No. Damn it! <laughs> Come and get your love. Oh, Guardians of the Galaxy. I love Guardians uh-huh. of the Galaxy. That is one of my favourite films in the cinematic yep. universe. It's so funny. Followed by... Age of Ultron. No. Damn it! <laughs> I can't stop this feeling. Oh, it's Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Yeah. Yeah, oh. they just follow each other. This is so infuriating. Literally, I've by... literally spent the last week and a half watching these back-to-back. <laughs> then Followed it's Age by. of Ultron. Yes, it is. Yeah, Age of Ultron's <laughs> really not a bad film. It's quite good. No, it's not bad at all. Followed uh, by. Uh, right. So after the Age of Ultron, what happens there? Um, Civil War. I haven't seen this one enough. No, it's not. I haven't seen this one enough to reference it. I've only seen it like once. What have we got? Uh, what are they? What's the person look like? It's a new character, hasn't been featured in any of the above films. Oh, Lord. Hmm. Nope. Ant-Man. Oh, Ant-Man. Ant-Man's sick. I love Ant-Man. Ant-Man is a great film, yeah. I actually like the second one as well. The second one, I think, is really, really good. Yeah, yeah, really good. Ant-Man, Paul Rudd was great casting. Right. Uh, Then it's Civil War, because Ant-Man turns up in that, because... Uh, at the yep. end of it, like it's like um, he's all happy and he's got to see his kids, and then in Civil War he turns up and he's like, "Well, when Captain America calls, you just gotta go." Um, yep. Civil War is proper good. Loved Civil War. You like Civil War? I do like Civil War. Uh, then, then it's Black Panther. No. Oh, no. What is it? Uh. He doesn't have a theme tune. This is a problem when these people don't have theme tunes. Um, he is played by an Englishman. Not Doctor Strange. No. Another Englishman. Damn it. In- no. Nope. Think young. He's young. No, you bastard. That's, it's Spider-Man Homecoming. Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah, exactly. Again, another fantastic film. Absolutely adore it. Uh, yeah, cracking film. Love it. Followed by... Best Spider-Man there is. Then Black Panther. 
No. What? Oh, James, you're killing no. me here. You've already mentioned it. Doctor Strange? Yeah. Really? Yeah, but that's not what this website says. Yeah. Rotten oh. Tomatoes, is, that's what it's saying here. Okay. All right. I like Doctor yeah. Strange. I think it's good. I, we mentioned it last week when I told you I was going through it. Um, mm. And I was like, I really am looking forward to watching Doctor Strange again, just trying to understand what's going on. And he's like mm. some next level fucking shit. This dude's powerful. He's this guy's powerful. great. Yeah, he he yeah. like controls everything. I just love when he's he's like Dormammu, I've come to bargain. Just gets killed. Does it again. Yeah, again and again and again. <laughs> love it. It's so funny. Uh right, then Black Panther. Yes. Uh which is it's just great. And then I uh, my favorite of the Marvel films is Thor Ragnarok. Yep, it's a great film. It's I I would argue the best, and they reinvented Thor, and they just couldn't have done it better. Taika Waititi is just amazing. Yeah. Then we're going Ant Man versus Wasp because I watched this recently. No. Oh Christ! I'm out. Give me it. So this is this one's weird because I think these two happen at the exact same time. So you've got Infinity War. And Ant Man versus and uh, and Ant Man and the Wasp because at the end of Ant Man and the Wasp she turns into dust, so I think Infinity War and Ant Man and the Wasp happen at the exact same time. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah, no, you're right because at the the end maybe of some Ant- maybe some people are going to shout at me, but that's what I think. No, I think you're right. I think uh, well, yeah, no, because obviously in Infinity War, um, you've got Thanos's like little army go to New York and obviously Ant-Man's set in San Francisco which is obviously the other side of the country so mm-hmm. they've got different shit going on yeah okay alright I'll take it I'll take it I'm saying Ant-Man's going first then Infinity War just because it's just bigger and Infinity War and Endgame have just got to come as a package mm-hmm. uh, and then after Endgame by the way did you cry yeah. I cried I didn't cry I got um, I watched it by myself in the cinema and with the portal scene I got very like tingly oh dude I cried because I just, I just thought the setup and the payoff of 11 years they were just building up to this moment and they'd nailed it I think they really did like they didn't rush anything they just took it nice and calm and I thought wow what a fucking epic moment yeah absolutely I mean I, I, I cried when Spider-Man poofs in infinity war i thought he i think tom holland yeah. absolutely nailed that and then i cried i would dare say that infinity war for me was better than endgame uh yeah i can see where you're going yeah i can see where you're going with that mainly because i don't like the end of endgame i don't like i don't want that to be where it goes because so I, yeah if, if but I, technically there's still one more on the list. Endgame's not the last one. No, it's not because Spider-Man: Homecoming, not Homecoming, uh, Spider-Man: Far From Home. Far From Home is, and that is the end of that phase of MCU. And now we're on to the next phase. Yeah, I'm not. I don't know what. I don't know what. Where to they expect. just seem to be churning out fucking series instead of films. Yeah, I mean, I've watched WandaVision. I finished that. I quite enjoyed WandaVision, I'll be honest with you. I thought it was really. I don't really. I won't commit to a series unless it, I don't know. I struggle committing to series. A film I'll happily watch, but I think it's a, it, one division. Uh, if I could try and sum it up to anyone that's you know not really sure whether to go with it or not, uh, it's it's a really interesting take on grief and how a superhero, mm. a superhero with immense power, 
might handle grief. Um, yeah. And it's, it's quite touching, to be fair, when it gets really into it. It's a bit yeah. of a slow burner, but once you start to get the hang of it, yeah, it's quite touching. And, yeah, it's really nice. Um, but, yeah, I, okay. I cried. One final question. Okay, go. Oh, sorry, no, no I was going to say, I cried uh, at Avengers Assemble. I got goosebumps when uh, Cap picked up Mjolnir, the hammer. And yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I yeah. also cried when Tony Stark says, I am Iron Man, and then dies. Yeah, there were some big moments in that film. I'm very invested in Marvel. <laughs> I love the MCU. I've always preferred DC's characters just because I love Batman. Batman for me is just the pinnacle. Okay. But the MCU was fucking so good. They absolutely nailed it. I was. It's just so great that we were alive at a time where this exists. Yeah. So your final question was... Okay. What is the highest rated film of the MCU on Rotten Tomatoes? Highest rated? Yeah. Uh, What is deemed as the best one? Well, I would have thought it was one of the last two, Infinity War or Endgame. You would be wrong. Hmm, is it Civil War? No. Oh, okay. Now I'm stumped. It's Black Panther. Really? Mm, it is 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. Interesting. Endgame's 94. Oh, so it's up there. It's close. And the original Iron Man's 94. Ah, oh, you can't beat it. No. Uh, there was one, what was it? The Dark World was really shit. It was like 60 something. Yeah, yeah, a lot of fans really don't like yeah, it. Yeah, 66. I don't like Iron Man 2. No, Black Panther's fine. I just don't... I think... I don't like the end of it. I think it's really shit and tacky. And I don't like this all CGI. Just... Yeah, not a fan. Mm. Fair enough. Well... Go on. Uh, What's better? DC or Marvel? In terms of a universe, Marvel, hands down. Because the MCU was crazy good. In terms of individual films or like little trilogies like the dark knight trilogy was fucking phenomenal um joker as a film phenomenal uh i thought the first wonder woman was great yeah and the schneider cut was fantastic the problem with dc is when they get it right they get it really right when they get it wrong it's just fucking awful whereas marvel is generally watchable every time yeah yeah it definitely is so I think if you're going for for consistency, Marvel. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> I don't know. I I like DC. I don't mind a bit of DC. It's, it's it is very dark. It's a dark universe. I watched. I rewatched the uh, Dark Knight trilogy th- this week. It is good. Still great. Still holds up. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Still holds up. And then uh, Joker's still great. It's all great. It's all great. Uh, I haven't seen Wonder Woman 84 yet, wherever it is. I need to watch that. Yeah, no, I've not seen it either. I need to watch it. But yeah, I hope you've enjoyed this little depth, uh, depth, this little delve into Stanley and the Marvel Universe. A bit light-hearted, different to what we're used to, but I've loved sometimes it. it's nice to go light-hearted. Oh, I've loved it. I love talking about this stuff. I, I like that I get to release my inner nerd. We're not just political people that bash other people's religions. Oh, absolutely not. We also like superheroes. Yeah, man. Yeah, I love. I love that. Like, even in superhero worlds, gods turn up and get beaten. I think that's brilliant. Yeah, for sure. Like, I'll, realist. Like the the um, Thanos's uh, 
what's it end game i suppose is the appropriate word to say like his whole motive in the series in the films is just like bring balance to the universe like wiping out half of it and whatnot um yeah because we don't have enough resources which is true which is true but then in like the second film in in end game he's like well i'll just create a new universe then so like, well, why didn't you do that in the first place <laughs> but um anyway <laughs> in the in the comics i believe his desires is to woo death like death is an actual being and it's a it's a female being and he wants to uh be with death like he wants to be a partner and whatnot and like apparently he's i I believe this to be true like his whole motive is just to like impress her because obviously kill enough people (laughs) you get to talk to her Mm. yeah and then deadpool also has like a relationship with lady death as well see i never read the comics i've never read a marvel comic they're very bizarre. Well, there we are. Do you uh, do you want to confuse the audience? And uh, do you want to close out the episode? Fuck it, let's do it. Do we have any idea what's coming next week? Yes, we do. Uh, next week, we are staying in a light-hearted area. We are going to be talking about a French man called Terrare. Or Terrar. Um, Terrar or Terrar. Terrar. Yeah, exactly. I thought that. <laughs> Terrare. Uh, I, I think I'm going to call him Terrare. Terrare is a French man in the 1700s. Uh, he is a man that notable, uh, notably could eat almost anything and did. Um, it's going to be an interesting look into his life uh, and into the world of uh, polyphagia, which is uh, some form of eating condition uh, some humans can develop. So yeah, we're going to be looking at Terrare and the crazy world of polyphagia amazing so i'm going to try and close off the episode i've never done this before so i don't actually know our socials no. make sure to hit us up on all of our socials facebook just type into the search bar that's what people do will probably come up twitter at that wpd maybe if not just type in that's what people do will probably come up instagram <laughs> that's what people do will probably come up if you uh, are listening on apple Podcasts, please drop us a like or a review that'd be great uh five stars and just tell us how amazing we are we'd love you forever um, Spotify, you can drop us a follow, and therefore you'll just have our content as and when we release it. So you'll get a nice little notification, which would be great. Um, we do have a link tree, and on there you can join our co or not join. You can see our Kofi page, which is www.ko-fi uh, forward slash. Uh, that's what people do. Yeah, yep. probably. And there you can drop us like a quid, two quid, whatever you feel. If you fancy donating to us, if we bring you joy, if we bring you misery, if we make you cry and that will just go towards the upkeep of the podcast because we actually pay to put these out i don't think many people know that we we pay so that'd be uh much obliged uh socials kofi um if you want any nudes just message ryan privately and i think that's pretty much it yeah nailed it it ain't easy is it (laughs) there's just a lot to to spiel off yeah um have i missed anything no i don't think so nice good stuff Yay. Also on Amazon, if you're listening on Amazon, you can probably review on there. I haven't looked into that yet, but Yeah, I mean like we're on Amazon are. we're on Amazon just for the sake of being on Amazon, but like, you know find us elsewhere if you really wanna. We're everywhere. Yeah. We are everywhere. Brilliant. Alright. <laughs> Look forward to next week. We'll talk about Terrare. Um and yeah. Amazing. We'll see you then. Goodbye. <laughs>